Welcome back to the Walton BizTalk podcast. I'm Jesse Schneeblen, Tutor Coordinator for the Business Communication Lab. Today, we are continuing our discussion with Dr. Switke. Keep tuning in to learn about her perspective on career readiness. So I was reading this article um, called Employability of the Liberal Arts uh, by this uh, professor named Catherine Brown, and she's from California State University in San Marcos. And she actually, she talks about this a little bit, and she says that some, you know, faculty and staff see the term to career readiness as somehow, you know, anti-intellectual. Mm-hmm. Um, or, and I'm going to use her exact words, a euphemism for feeding the kids into a nameless corporate chipper, mm-hmm. uh, which are pretty strong words. Um, so can you kind of con- comment on this sentiment? Like, is this a sentiment you feel like you've encountered Um you know, and how have you combated everywhere, that? Everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> um, I mean, not everyone. Yeah, but there, there are versions of this everywhere. And I mean, it has historical roots mm-hmm. too. Um, you know, the liberal arts or like the traditional fields. Mm-hmm. Like that's what higher education or education period once was solely the domain, right? Of the liberal arts. Yeah. There was no <laughs> professional tracks, right? Until I mean, or like I mean, or they or they were, but they were very you know few and far between. Um, so a part of that problem, though, I think is largely due to kind of a lack of training and a lack of, of awareness, because I have actually also been invited to other universities, um, actually just this past fall was invited, um, to talk about this and I had a great, actually, larger faculty turnout than I did student turnout for hmm. a separate, you know, um, presentation for students and a separate one for faculty. So I do think that, you know, the, that anti-intellectual um, part where it comes from um, you know I, th- I think about historically has been the case um, and, and I actually there, there's some value to that yeah because okay. and, and, and so I will defend sure yeah, it, yeah. Right? I mean I think this is why you have to be really nuanced mm-hmm. about the approach or that you take and the way you think about this but um, this idea of professional tracks has a tendency to be more kind of linear thinking yeah. right um, and you know this idea the the kind of opposite to it is like you know work isn't shouldn't be the number one thing that you mm-hmm. come to become for an education for um, you know this is not a business model in terms of education is not a business model yeah, like, yeah. there is a lot of faculty pushback against kind of what's what's talked about as the corporatization of higher education mm-hmm. and and I for the most part, agree with that critique. You know, um, you know, we have students who come in and say, "Well, this is my this I'm taking this class, and so you know, you you should give me this." It's like, yeah, no, 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 hold on, like an exchange right. of goods. Yeah, yeah. It's like, this is not a sale. Like, yeah, you know, it's it's um it's really what about what you put into it mm-hmm. is how much you're going to get out of it. You know, this is just not it's not a one way or just a quick transaction. This is. We are invested in X number of time. If it's a course and it's, you know, a semester. Um, if it's a degree program, it's, you know, whatever many years it is. And depending on what you put into it, you know, your fac- the faculty members that you're working with also put into it. And then it's, your return on investment has everything to do with how much effort you put into it. Um, and so I do agree with that model. And I'm not going to just say, like, oh, these people are wrong. But yeah. you know, there's also a practical side to things. Um, and... We are again in a in a economic situation where um, the liberal arts have a lot to offer mm-hmm. the business world, but also other areas. I mean, yeah. it's not just like you go into teaching, publishing, or business. I mean, the nonprofit and service fields yeah. are just like immense, and and there's there's just 
plenty of opportunity for the people who are the best fit mm-hmm. for those opportunities. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I do think that you know students do invest, right? Yeah. Not buy, but of invest, course. Yeah, invest money into an education. And um, they do deserve mentorship mm-hmm. in terms of like, what can you do with this? Yeah. Um, what are your possible futures? Um, and so I, I think it's, I think some kind of a balance, I think yeah. is what I'm really advocating for. Yeah. I don't want to replace, you know, one model with a completely different model. But I do think that, again, more intentional conversations, more intentional training. And I still think that, you know, there's space for classes that don't do this. I don't think every professor needs to do this. Yeah. Like, if they don't like doing they all this, have professional they should not yeah. do this. You know, part of, for me, where I realized, oh, this is kind of a calling for me. Is like, Yeah. I mean. Get me started talking about <laughs> professionalization and the conversation's just gonna flow, mm-hmm. right? Like, I mean, I have faculty members all the time say, How in the world do you teach a full course mm-hmm. on this? I'm like, You know what? I could teach a two semester <laughs> sequence on this. I could probably create my whole field yeah. where I could just offer courses all the time and they would be different and students would learn something from it every single time, something different. Yeah. Um, so I actually have so much to say about this that, you know, I just. The idea that it's anti-intellectual seems yeah. preposterous to me. Yeah. <laughs> how, can I, how can I, you know, keep going back to like, oh, and I read this new article. Oh, and I read this new piece. Oh, this is a great new career book. Um, there's, you know, there's so yeah. many moving parts. And so I think it's, it's, you know, they just don't have the training to see it. And I mean, I wouldn't have had necessarily the training to see it had I not done my purposeful wandering myself, yeah. <laughs> right? And, you know, sometimes because they put me in a, you know, they're, you're teaching business writing. And I was like, okay, well, <laughs> let's do business yeah, writing. Let's see yeah. how this goes. Let's see how I can make this course my own, mm-hmm. right? And let's see what, what the needs are and what are the opportunities. Um, and then, you know, doing my own kind of professional wandering that was not because I wanted to wander. It's just like, well, there are no other jobs. It's kind so of the I'm way, kind of, yeah. That I, I have to feed myself. I have to pay my rent. And so yeah. I'm going to have to get a job. So I'm doing something else. And, you know, again, it's just, um, there, there's so much, so there's so many moving parts. And and a lot of them are, are just because, you know, oftentimes we get attached to a field mm-hmm. and we only know that field. And we don't realize that, well, every field has a lot to offer, so, you know, I'm also, like, a big advocate for interdisciplinarity. Yeah. Um, because you can just learn so much from different spaces. Um, if I can tell you, I can tell you an anecdote. So yeah, one things, <laughs> please like, do, yeah. Um, one of the things that I did when I was, you know, in my alt-ec, that's what we call it, alt- alternative academic career <laughs> for a while, um, was I got um, kind of tapped, I guess. I had a really good supervisor, um, and she was like, I think that you're going to be great for leadership but you need training and I was like okay I'm already kind of a leader in certain areas she's like yeah but just go with this I'm like all right fine and so she nominated and I got into this leadership program that was specific to um, Penn State and I remember being in this new cohort for the first time and I'm the only person with a PhD mm-hmm. right in that group most two dozen of us have been selected from across the university and you know, it, went, it was an emotional intelligence. Oh, okay. It was like the basis of this. Like, and yeah. it was a year-long program. It was like once a month, a full day. And then we had all this homework to do. And I was yeah. like, oh, man, so much, so much <laughs> stuff that's going on. But again, like, I think for me, the biggest thing that I've learned about myself over the years, like, I'm a learner. Mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, I am the type of person that you just put me in a new space. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm here, so I better learn something. Right? Yeah. I'll listen. And I'll, okay. And I remember sitting in, in that room 
the first time that they introduced this concept of emotional intelligence, and I was like, oh, this seems, you know, like my, my, my training as a critic. Yeah. I was like, oh, this seems like, you know, kind of hokey do self-help <laughs> Self-help stuff, stuff right? yeah. Um, but I'm like, well, this is what it is. So they paid lots of money for me to do this, so I'm not going to let them down. And But as I started going through that program, I started realizing, like, oh, what this is asking us to do is do self-reflection. Yeah. Which nothing in my training yeah. And I had three degrees at that point. Nothing in my professional training had ever, like, introduced this concept of, like, what are you, what, who are you? Yeah. And, like, what are your skills? Like, I could tell you, like, I could do things, right? But, you know, what are your strengths, mm-hmm. right? I'm a huge, huge, huge believer in strengths class. And, all this, <laughs> and it was because yeah. of that program, because I went through it, and I was like, what do I do with this? And and I realized, oh, I'm a learner, which I mean, I kind of knew I liked school, right? But that's different than saying, like, yeah. I like to learn things and I can throw myself into any topic yeah. and, like, become, a, like, not a, for, you know, I'm not going to go do surgery, yeah. right? But, I mean, I'll, I'll, I will study. I will research something in depth. And, like, that's a real skill set. Like, yeah. a lot of people don't have the patience to yeah. Read another book. Go look for another website. Mm-hmm. You verify your sources, and I'm a researcher. Mm-hmm. Like, and that that comes back to you know, like realizing that about myself was really helpful. Yeah. Um, and then even just kind of bringing it back to you know something that I'm seeing evolve in my own career at this point is that humanities tend to be kind of a very solitary endeavor, yeah. and I'm like that's not where I'm best. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm actively realizing like. No, 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 I need to move through and have more opportunities for collaboration and, like, you know, to working with new people. And yeah. just you, because that's where my energy, like, I can bring good energy and I'll keep me kind of interested and stimulated and, yeah. like, wanting to do more of to it more. as opposed to getting really tired and kind of bogged down in a project that is just, you know, not that I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I don't have the skills, but I don't have the passion mm-hmm. for So, um, So, I, I, again, I think that... For me, it's about, you know, what are they doing over there? Mm-hmm. What can I learn from over there and mm-hmm. bring into into the space? And, I mean, I see the classroom as, you know, it's a learning space. Like, I, there's there's not a day that goes by that I won't learn something yeah. from my students. I mean, I, I, I think that I'm giving them information, yeah. too. I, I think they, say, they say so. They yeah. say that, that they're learning things. Well, I learned a lot. Um, and, you know, the evaluations say that they are learning things, so that's good. Yeah. But... I mean, I'm learning things, too, and I'm constantly adapting the way that the course is taught mm-hmm. or the way that, I know, I'm approaching a particular topic or a particular idea because, I mean, again, knowledge is not static. Mm-hmm. Um, it's dynamic. It mm-hmm. needs to constantly change, and everyone brings a new perspective to that. And so, yeah. again, then that's the, that's the domain of the humanities, really, when it comes down to it, like, this idea that... You know, there are multiple interpretations, mm-hmm. right, at <laughs> yeah. any given moment. There's not really, you know, there's hardly ever, you know, capital T truth, single truth, right? Yeah. I mean, there are definitely things that are, you know, ethically correct and not course, correct, yeah. you know, morally it's like a wrong. Subjective. But, but, but there's there's also importance in understanding those subjective point of view. If we're going to yeah. move forward and actually, be, you know, be better. Yeah. Do yeah. better. Of course. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, um, I... This whole idea of anti-intellectual, I mean, I think that was something that I kind of heard a lot of as an English major. Um, and so that's that was my initial hesitance to take a professionalization yeah. course, you know, like, 
I don't want to, I just want to be a creative writer. <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah. like every other English major that starts out, I imagine. But, you know, so what would you say to those undergrad students, you know, um, or grad students? Um, mm-hmm. But but what would you say to those students who sort of hold that idea? That they don't, that they just want to be a creative writer. That, well, yeah, well, no. <laughs> we, don't, <laughs> we don't have to, you know, own it on that. Yeah. But I mean... <laughs> Well, I mean, but here's the thing. So, like, I am married to a creative writer. Yeah, He's yeah. a faculty member. I wasn't just creative, creative writing. Yeah, no, it's not even that. But he teaches a course for creative writers, and it's, like, how to be a writer. It's a professional, professionalization course yeah, yeah. on, like, the ins and outs of publishing. Yeah. And, you know, how do you apply for fellowships? How do you apply for MFA programs? Or, yeah, you know, how, you know, things like that. So, you know, I have more of the, the getting a job version of yeah. that. But, I mean... You're kidding yourself if you think that that publishing mm-hmm. is not a business. Yeah, you know? yeah. Or that there's not business or professional dimensions to it. It's Absolutely. Not, and again, that doesn't just because it's business means it's about making money, mm-hmm. right? It's about like I mean, there's an industry around it. Yeah, you, you don't to, have to. You need to navigate the, yeah, the industry. You need to be able to say. I mean, even if you don't want to, you know. You, you want to spend most of your time doing X. Like, I mean, you're, okay, well, you have to figure out how do you make X work for you yeah. and, or find your way into the industry and con- convince the people in the industry that X is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I mean, so <laughs> I, these, are, these, are, these are very practical skill sets. Um, as far as, like, more practical advice to students, um, I think that people do not realize how much work goes into getting a job. <laughs> And yeah. um, in the humanities in particular, and I think this is like a place where like business does really well and engineering and a lot of other fields do really well is that, you know, from the time freshmen come in, mm-hmm. right, they're like, all right, let's start thinking about internships. Let's start thinking yeah. about exploring because that's what internships are. It's exploration. Mm-hmm. Because if you take an internship, like you figure out, did I like doing this? Yeah. Yes. Okay. More of this. Did I not like this? All right. Try something yeah. new. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah. Right. One. Yeah, yeah. One of our actually, we just we were talking about this recently. One of our uh, one of the students that we know got an internship in finance, mm-hmm. and that was her major. And got the internship, did it, and realized I don't like finance. Yeah. And so and what now, a great thing to find out now. Yeah. Before so, you graduate yeah. and get a job in finance. Yeah. So she's. Uh, I think yeah. she's rethinking it, yeah. and there's still time for that. Yeah. You know, obviously, because she's you know still in the program. Um, and it's easy to switch now, but I, I agree, you know, yeah. that experience can teach you a lot about what you want to do and what a lot about what you don't want to do. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which is really valuable. Yeah. I mean, it's really, really good to know that stuff about yourself. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I really, I just, I, I really hope that the, that the students, I mean, who would benefit for the, for this class, take this class. And again, yeah. it's, it's in, in the English department, but it's really open to other fields. And, you know, I can be contacted for overrides if, yeah. if needed. Um, but what's it, the name of the course? Is so there the undergraduate yeah. one is actually called liberal arts at work. Okay. Um, or how to get a job with an English degree. But again, it's, it doesn't have to be um, just English majors. Yeah. Actually there are, there are spots still available at the undergraduate level for August intercession. Okay. Um, but it's under English 3903, which okay. is a special topics course. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I welcome anyone who wants to come into that class. I've had, um, I mean, they've all been Fulbright students at this point, but yeah. I mean, business students are welcome to take it. Awesome. I think it'll yeah. be, yeah. Um, helpful. you know, helpful for them. And I, I mean, yeah, because I can take electives. So yeah, I think if that you're would a learner, be... if you're like the kind of person yeah. who can go in and like learn new stuff. I mean, you know, I will help you with your writing. Yeah, I will help you kind of 
you know, think about really polishing, yeah. you know, your presentation, like, and how you talk about mm-hmm. um, your interests. Because, again, the other part of it, too, is, you know, people will say, I love this. I love doing this. It's like, all right, well, you know, people don't have to pay you for things that you love, right? You have to learn how to figure out how to talk about it in a way that is professionally relevant. Exactly. Um, and that's what I do a lot, especially at the undergraduate mm-hmm. level with students, um, you know. I mean, the English major's like, I love to read. It's like, okay, well, let's make that, let's turn that into a narrative that we can reframe in professional terms. Yeah. Um, so you you taught a, I know you mentioned earlier you taught business writing. So can I ask if you, do you see fundamental differences between business writing and, say, writing in the humanities? I mean, they, they there are fundamental differences mm-hmm. in, like, what's, ex, um, what's expected, mm-hmm. right? But, I mean, the thing that unites all of it is that, you know, we have a tendency to think about, like, who am I as a writer, right? Like, and and just, like, it doesn't, I mean, it matters, right? But what what matters more is, like, making the connection with the other person. Mm -hmm. And so the thing that connects all writing across the disciplines is this concept of audience. And this is, like, basic rhetorical situation. Who are you writing to? What do they know? What are their values? (laughs) What information do they need from you? Um, how and you know and what are their expectations so like audience analysis is key in that um, and learning kind of the standards of the field um, mm-hmm. you know and that includes creatively too yeah right? I mean if you you could say that you want to write the next um, great American novel if you don't read other novels yeah <laughs> <laughs> like how do you know what you're supposed to be writing? You have to... You, you write it and you think I'm brilliant. Um, yeah, it's like, nah, that's already been done before, right? Like, we're on something new now, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, that, it's just, like, a, such a basic thing. And so part of it is, like, realizing, like, what's who's out there that would be interested in this topic? Yeah. Um, and these are the questions that we always have to ask first. Mm-hmm. So even, um, and you would know this coming through my class like one of the hardest documents for people to write is this cover letter yes because you're like i did this and i'm so great blah 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 <laughs> and it's, it's not about you guess yeah. what like the person on the other end wants to know what you're gonna do for them yeah <laughs> why should they talk to you yeah right and so you have to kind of figure out like how do you present yourself in a way for the person on the other side it's about yeah. thinking about that so that's always the same um yeah i remember you said uh you introduced this concept when we were working on a cover letter in your course about the you and I statements, yeah. like balancing how much instead of me, 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 yeah. you know, throw in some of you also. Yeah. Like, what do you know about their company? Yeah. You know, what would you bring to their team? Mm-hmm. You know, like you have to situate yourself that way. Because um, otherwise you're just talking about yourself and like, that's kind of, a, it's, it's a one way conversation. Yeah. Right? And, which is a hard thing to accomplish on the page. Right? Mm-hmm. They're not actually there talking to you, mm-hmm. but you have to, I mean, the thing, the goal with the cover letter is that you want the person reading it to be like, I really want to talk to this person. Yeah. <laughs> and so to do that, you have to make a connection. Absolutely. Yeah. It's all yeah. writing and communication yeah. really. I mean, that was, you know, one of the questions I was going to ask you is, you know, can you just speak a little to the role of writing and communication? But I think, you know, this idea of presenting yourself through these job documents is pretty important, right? And I think, you know, students struggle with these concepts, you know? So what do you what do you think they could do to improve this relationship to their writing and communication? Take my class. Take, yeah, yeah, take your class for um, sure. Besides <laughs> we'll take, second that. Besides <laughs> take my class. Um, realize that um, writing is a process. Yeah. And that's the other thing that I think people do not realize. Like, I tweeted at some point not too long ago um, oh, students, this is what I mean, but when I say revision, right? <laughs> yeah. So, like, 
um, you know, even those of us who have to write professionally to get published, yeah, um, we have to go through multiple revisions. Mm-hmm. We have to circulate our work and get feedback. Peer review. Peer review. <laughs> yes, peer review. Undergrads I mean, peer literally review. Literally, <laughs> after this thing that we're doing right yeah. now, I'm going to my peer review workshop of a yeah. piece that I'm working for for my book, and people are reading it and giving me feedback. Yeah. Like, that is the process of writing. Absolutely. Um, now, we don't always get that for every email or stuff. Yeah. But if you're writing a very sensitive email, go get some feedback from someone you trust. Like, yeah. Is my tone right here? <laughs> you know? Like, that's important. These are important things to know. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that, so the first thing, so in terms of how do you become a better writer, like, you have to realize that writing is a process, mm-hmm. you know, however, I mean, and I'm still learning this, however long you think it's going to take you, it's going to take you probably five or six times as, yeah, as long, longer. Mm-hmm. you know, um, to do it well. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do something, right? <laughs> but then you get into the model of like, oh, no, my paper's due in three hours. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to really just, I can crank out this paper. It's like, yeah, you cranked out words. And, yeah. But I don't know if that was your best work. And your professor <laughs> Might not be usually, good words. Yeah, but... <laughs> and your professor can usually tell like, oh, yeah, this was obviously not proofread. Yeah. This was not, you know, really thought, thought out. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just like some like kind of random thoughts collected on a page. Here Absolutely. You go, right? And yeah. so I think that that's a big part of it. But also, you know, again, like, putting yourself and realizing this is a process and it's a process that needs multiple points of entry and a lot of reflection and a lot of feedback. All of these things are really important. And again, the thing that my course offers, yeah. right, is like we do peer review workshops. Yeah, absolutely. We do share each other's work. Yeah. Um, and so you'll get feedback, but you'll also learn from other people. Like, yeah. I don't know how many times people will say like, you know, I never thought of doing this little thing on my resume until I saw someone else do it. I was yeah, like, that's kind of cool. I'm going to do it, right? And the same thing for mock interviews. We do mock interviews mm-hmm. in that class. But we do mock interviews in front of the whole class. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. we went through that. And everyone's like, are you very serious? Stressful, but are you so serious? Worth it. It's like, yes, I'm serious because you're going to learn from this process, but then everyone else in the room is also going to learn from watching you. Yeah. And it's not like, oh, don't do that. I mean, sometimes if you don't prepare, they might be like, oh, don't do that. Yeah. But most of the time they're going to be like, oh, that was really effective. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I like what they did there. Yeah. Of course. And like yeah. you think about like, why was that effective? And you have an opportunity for reflection, which I don't think you often get that even in the kind of best um, career service yeah. models because you do go in for a mock interview and get one-on-one feedback. Sure. But you don't get to see everybody else do it. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. You know? and, <laughs> and that's what, what a learning space. Yeah. Like a classroom space where like we are dedicated three hours a week to this topic and you're going to take home assignments and you're going to come back and you're, you're dedicated to the space yeah. as a learning space. Um, and you'll have that portfolio yeah, too when it's all edge. over, which was really helpful. <laughs> I had a student, it was a business student like back in the day, um, who had graduated and then came, he had a great job and he came back. I saw him at an alumni weekend mm-hmm. and he was like, oh my gosh, I still have a folder <laughs> on my computer with yeah. your name on it. Where yeah. I have all my resumes and all my job documents and everything. And I said, oh, you know, it's probably time to change the file name to job documents. Yeah. Right? And he said, no, no way. That's your folder. Because oh. whenever I open it, I think of your class. Yeah, absolutely. And it was like the most, the biggest compliment I've ever yeah. from a student. I was like, oh, really? Yeah. But, it, but it, I mean, what, it, what he's doing is channeling, it's not just me, it's channeling that experience. Yeah, that, that, that energy that they, of course. And yeah. that's, I think, super important. Yeah, I agree. So one of the things that we try to focus on here in the Business Communication Lab is, 
you know, assisting students with this transition from sounding like a student, which is something yes. that you yeah. definitely yeah. Uh, exposed me to in the beginning. Don't sound like um, a student. Yeah, <laughs> to sounding more like a professional. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering from your point of view, point of view, is there a skill or trait that students, you know, who successfully accomplished this possess or something that they have in common? Figuring out that transition. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it, I, I mean, I think it takes a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very easy for me not to sound like a student because I haven't been a student for a while. Yeah. You know, it's so yeah. I stopped being that. Yeah. Um, it's very hard for me not to sound like a professor. Yeah. But I think that, again, it's the process of self-reflection, of having people help guide you. Yeah. Right. But like the biggest mistake that students make is like they introduce themselves. Hi, I'm a whatever major. Yeah. The only people who say that are students. Yeah. That's only. a good point. That's it. Yeah. Like because nobody else in the world out there, I won't call it the real world because it's a real world. <laughs> yeah. We're all here in existence. Yeah. I'm dreaming. <laughs> I'm looking at you right now. I You're, say that a lot. So maybe I'll stop. Yeah. yeah. It's not the real world. It's like yeah. it's a, the not this the this non- area. It's, student, like, it's a rare. Yeah. yeah the non-student reality. Um. And, I mean, nobody introduces themselves that way. Yeah. You know? That's true. For their major. I mean, they might say their profession. <laughs> um, but, you know, starting with that. Yeah. And, like, I will catch people. I will say, no, that's, don't try it again. <laughs> yeah. Don't lead with, I am a third-year major in this. A junior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Junior. Lead with something else. I mean, at some point, they know, first of all, they know you're a junior, mm-hmm. right? If you're interviewing, they have your resume. They yeah. know that about you already. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That's probably why you're there. <laughs> like, oh, we're looking for people who are in their junior year right yeah. now for this internship. Um, so you don't lead with that. Lead mm-hmm. with something that's interesting about yourself, but also professionally relevant. Mm-hmm. Um or about like where it is that you're why are you why you're there you know yeah um the tell me about yourself yeah that's the what everybody needs to learn how to talk about themselves to different people yeah in this context right yeah and the way that i asked you you probably tell about yourself very differently every time with colleagues or yeah yeah. okay i'm you know thinking well what does the audience need to know right yeah about me for this particular yeah yeah if i were going on a date which I don't anymore. <laughs> like, you know, that were the case, like, I wouldn't lead with... Yeah. <laughs> All your professional, professional training. Yeah. Like, that's just, like, the wrong context for that information. Yeah. Eventually, that should come out in the conversation, of I course. guess. But, like, that's not your opening line. <laughs> so, I mean, again, but thinking about these situations, like, what's, yeah. what's the information that's needed here in this transaction? Right? Yeah. Like, those things are important. And so, I, I mean, these are things that we cover and we talk about. And we, you know, think about, like, what are the different entry points? Like, what are your interests and how can we, you know, some people also come on too strong. Right? Yeah. It's like, all right, let's scale that back a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's, I think that's a really good, you know, learn, learn how to talk about yourself. That was a big thing that I learned in your course. Um, and I, something I think is really important because, you know, what do employers want to know about you? What do educators want to know about you? Right. You know, what, you know, be attuned to your audience. I think, you know, the things that we've talked about are applicable beyond the humanities. I mean, there's a lot of business students, too, who I think um, could learn a lot about this idea of the role of writing and communication in the job market. So thank you, Dr. Swidke, for being with us today. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this episode of Walton Biz Talk. This concludes our conversation with Dr. Swidke. Join us next week to hear a Walton student discuss what it's been like to be in both Fulbright and the Walton College. 
In the meantime, you can visit us in the Walton College of Business in room 118.